This episode of Hyper Channel is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphones, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program for the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Want to join the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode? Join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, you've tapped in to Trek FM's Hyper Channel. I'm Luke Weir. Let's get into the latest and really the only Star Trek news that anyone is talking about right now. The news about Star Trek Discovery from CBS Upfronts, as well as the debut of Discovery's very first trailer. We'll talk about the trailer in just a second, but first let's get to the big news from CBS. The network is expanding Discovery's episode order from 13 to 15 episodes. We don't know why exactly the episode number was increased, but it's very possible that the decision was made for more creative reasons than programming reasons, since a streaming platform like CBS All Access doesn't really need to fill a certain time slot over a specific number of weeks. It was also announced that Star Trek Discovery will have an official after show called Talking Trek in the vein of other after shows like Talking Dead or Talking Bad. Like Discovery, this will also be exclusive to CBS All Access. So with the first season episode order extended, let's take a look at how many episodes Discovery's actors are committed to. This information is all from IMDb, which is an official reliable source, but there are a few caveats. Um, episodes are still in the process of being written for season one, and also it is not unprecedented for an actor to initially be given a higher episode count so that key plot points involving their character aren't spoiled. So with that in mind, the following actors will appear in all 15 episodes of the first season. Jason Isaacs as Captain Lorca, Doug Jones as Lieutenant Saru, Shazad Latif as Lieutenant Tyler, Sonequa Martin-Green as Michael Burnham, Malik Panchloy as Dr. Nambe, uh, Anthony Rapp as Lieutenant Stamets, and Michelle Yeoh as Captain Georgiou. Next, Federation characters portrayed by these actors are set to appear in 13 episodes. Terry Serpico as Admiral Anderson, Rekha Sharma as Commander Landry, Sam Vartholomeos as Ensign Connor, and Mary Wiseman as Cadet Tilly. The following Klingon characters are also set to appear in 13 episodes. Claire McConnell as Dennis, Kenneth Mitchell as Cole, and Damon Runyon as Ujili. From there, the episode counts vary. Rain Wilson as Harry Mudd will appear in nine episodes. Mary Chifo as Laurel and Chris Obi as Takovma will each be in two episodes. And James Frain as Sarek will appear in just one episode. All right, let's dive into this trailer. Although it doesn't show as much in terms of plot, there are a lot of small details that can be pieced together to give us an idea of what we'll be seeing in this first season. Of course, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, you definitely should. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And I'm not going to get into a full trailer breakdown here. There are plenty of those already out that you can check out. But I would like to talk about some of the bigger mysteries that are set up in this trailer. 
Some of the most prevalent fan discussions have revolved around the appearance of the Klingons. At first glance, they appear to resemble the Kelvin timeline Klingons more than the ones we would see in, say, the TNG era. But as with most things in this trailer, there are some pretty compelling theories about why they look the way they look. One possibility that more cynical fans have subscribed to is the creators have simply changed the look of the Klingons and aren't going to address it at all within the show. Personally, I believe this is very unlikely. Uh, another idea is that the Klingons were affected by the mutagenic virus differently than other Klingons of this era, uh, possibly for natural reasons or because these Klingons have been experimenting with cures for the virus that have either been unsuccessful or perhaps too successful. But given the evidence in the trailer, the emerging consensus is that these are an ancient breed of Klingons who have been hibernating on a uh, sarcophagus ship. Therefore, these Klingons haven't evolved the same way Klingons of this era would have. It's a fascinating concept to explore in a Star Trek series, and if it turns out to be true, it's a pretty creative way to rejuvenate a species that we've already explored quite a bit in the Star Trek universe. Another thing in this trailer that Trek fans have been talking about is the ship itself. We actually don't see the Discovery at all in this trailer, which is quite unexpected given the show's title. The ship in the trailer is the USS Shenzhou, captained by Michelle Yeoh's character, Captain Georgiou. Uh, based on what we've known up to this point, many believe that Star Trek Discovery will be centered around two ships, the Shenzhou and the Discovery. Uh, following two captains while relying on Sonequa Martin-Green's Commander Burnham as our audience surrogate would be an interesting departure from the format that we've typically seen on Star Trek. However, there is another theory that has been gaining traction. Uh, this theory hypothesizes that there is actually only one ship, and the Shenzhou, which we see in the trailer, is at some point going to become the Discovery. I think this idea is really interesting. However, it does present a few problems. Uh, first, since we know that Jason Isaacs will be portraying Captain Lorca, the captain of the Discovery, something will have to cause the departure or the demise of Captain Georgiou. But as I mentioned before, IMDb shows that she will appear in all 15 episodes of the first season. Another issue is the design of the Shenzhou. There are noticeable differences between it and what we've seen of the Discovery. Now, the Discovery has changed a bit since the first test footage was released, and although we don't see it at all in the trailer, we do get a small glimpse of it on the official series poster that CBS released. I imagine that they want to save the Discovery for a big reveal of some sort that we'll get to see later on down the line. One more thing that this trailer causes us to question is the origins of Sonequa Martin-Green's character, Commander Michael Burnham. Since the news of her casting first leaked, we've assumed that she is your typical everyday human, and based on her appearance, that still seems likely. However, in the trailer, we also got our first look at James Frain's portrayal of Sarek, who seems to address Commander Burnham in a way that is, at the very least, familiar, perhaps even personal. Uh, one line that really sticks out is when he tells Burnham, quote, You will never learn Vulcan. Your tongue is too human, end quote. That line is accompanied by a shot of a young child in Vulcan garb that transitions to a shot of Burnham with tears in her eyes. So while that line could mean all sorts of things, many fans believe it implies that Burnham was raised by Vulcans. I've also seen others speculating that she could be even part Vulcan, given the possible parallels between Sarek and Spock. 
Now, one person we did not see in this trailer is Jason Isaacs, who will be portraying Captain Lorca, the captain of the Discovery. He did comment on his absence via Twitter, although he would only say, quote, For those curious why I wasn't in the trailer, it's because I wasn't in the trailer, end quote. So that's not particularly helpful. He was also using the hashtag, All good things come to those who wait, Clarice, referencing the Hannibal film Silence of the Lambs. But in an early interview with GoldDerby.com, Isaacs did have some vague details to share about the new series. Quote, I can tell you I have started shooting and it is absurdly cool. I feel like a five-year-old when I say those known words from the past that you have seen in the shows. Anything I tell you would just ruin it for you. End quote. He went on to say, quote, I think it's out in the public domain that it is Star Trek, but not as we know it. They've changed a bunch of stuff in it. It's a new yet familiar experience. End quote. At least one former Trek actor has weighed in on the trailer. LeVar Burton was asked in an interview with the Detroit Free Press about the trailer. He said that it, quote, looks beautiful. And I love the fact that, again, true to the values of Star Trek, that at least from what I've seen, the command structure is women of color, end quote. CBS Interactive CEO Jim Lanzone did an interview with CNET a few days before Upfronts and shared some of his thoughts about the upcoming Star Trek series. Commenting on the approach the production team has taken on Discovery, he said, quote, It is definitely being done in a different way than it has been done before. It's going to be very cinematic, very high production value, and grittier, uh, the way a lot of premium cable shows are today, end quote. But he went on to say, quote, The intention is to make a great Star Trek. The people who are doing the show are not CBS executives. They are very talented showrunners. They are people who are steeped in Star Trek and are all very deep into the history of the program, and I think the show reflects that." End quote. And when the interviewer asked him if Discovery is going to feature Game of Thrones-style violence and sex, he responded with, quote, "...I highly doubt that." End quote. He went on to clarify that his previous comments about the show's content were more about the ability to feature more graphic content on streaming services uh, more than any sort of guarantee of sex or violence on Discovery. One quick note before we move on. As you probably remember, Brian Fuller stepped down from his showrunning duties on Star Trek Discovery to finish work on his new series, American Gods. Well, that gamble seems to have paid off. Stars has given American Gods an early renewal for Season 2. Brian Fuller is credited as an executive producer on Star Trek Discovery for nine episodes. Well, if you're like me, you may have been all wrapped up in the new details and fan theories stemming from the Star Trek Discovery news, but believe it or not, the Discovery isn't the only starship coming to TV this fall. Fox is going to be premiering a Star Trek parody from TV super producer Seth MacFarlane called The Orville. That's right, there's going to be a high-budget, hour-long Star Trek spoof from Seth MacFarlane airing in primetime on a major broadcast network. I could hardly believe it when the trailer dropped, and I was even more surprised when I quite liked what I saw. Um, here's a paragraph from the very detailed press release about the show. Quote, The Orville is a one-hour science fiction series sent 400 years in the future that follows the adventures of the USS Orville, a mid-level exploratory vessel. Its crew, both human and alien, faces the wonders and dangers of outer space, while also dealing with the familiar, often humorous problems of regular people in a workplace, even though some of those people are from other planets and the workplace is a faster than light starship end quote so let's break down this cast seth mcfarlane who created and also stars in the series portrays ed mercer the captain of the orville in case you aren't familiar with him he's created written and starred in a bunch of series and movies including family guy american dad border town ted and ted 2 a million ways to die in the west and more 
And also, if you didn't know, McFarlane is a big Star Trek fan. Uh, he even used his notoriety from Family Guy to get a small role on two episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. Um, also starring is Adrian Palacki, portraying Captain Mercer's ex-wife and first officer Kelly Grayson. You've seen her on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., About a Boy, John Wick, G.I. Joe Retaliation, and more. Scott Grimes portrays helmsman Gordon Malloy, who's also worked on ER, American Dad, Family Guy, Party of Five, and more. Peter Macon assumes the role of Bordis, an alien from a single-sex species. You might have seen him on Shameless, Bosch, or in a variety of TV guest-starring roles. Clyden is portrayed by Chad L. Coleman, who has been in The Expanse, The Walking Dead, I Hate My Teenage Daughter, Electric City, and The Wire. Uh, Larry Joel Campbell will appear as Steve Newton. You've seen him in According to Jim and a variety of guest starring roles. Dr. Claire Finn is being played by Penny Johnson Gerald, known for her work on Castle 24 ER and on Star Trek Deep Space Nine as Cassidy Yates. And there's at least one more Star Trek actor set to appear on the Orville. Uh, Stephen Culp will show up in one episode as Wilkes. He's worked on Bosch, Revolution, Desperate Housewives, Jag, and on Star Trek Enterprise as Major Hayes. On to today's viewing and listening recommendations. First, if you haven't seen the trailers for Star Trek Discovery or The Orville, you've got to check them out. I'll have the links to those in the show notes, and I'll link to two versions of the Discovery trailer. One is for U.S. audiences, which is on YouTube, and therefore region-blocked. And the other is for international audiences, which I found on Facebook, so it should be viewable by everyone. I'll also link to a supplemental episode some hosts on the Trek FM network recorded right after the Discovery trailer reveal at CBS fronts you should definitely check that out as well and lastly if you've ever wondered what star trek would be like if it was scored by daft punk well now you can find out patrick collins cut together a short version of star trek the motion picture that features daft punk's score for tron legacy and it's quite interesting you can check out all of that and more in the show notes that's it for today's episode of Hyper Channel. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or on the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave a star rating and written review. If you're not an Apple user, you can also find Trek FM shows on Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and more, and get the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. We'd love for you to join the Babel Conference, our listeners' group group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. You can email us through our website at trek.fm slash contact. You can also find the network on Twitter at trek.fm and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm. You can keep up with me on Twitter at craptasticluke. You can also add me on Facebook. Just search for Luke Weir. If you'd like to help us keep all of our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more available through the Patron Zone. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you can find out all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. Don't forget, you can check out all of the articles I sourced for today's episode in the show notes. I'm Luke Weir. We'll be back soon with another episode of Hyper Channel. Hyper Channel.